and welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where we inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today I'm joined by my friend, Carrie Bailey. You know, as many of you might know, I've been working on a Hello Mornings book this year that's going to be released with Thomas Nelson Publishing in December. Y'all, I'm so excited. We have a book cover. If you are not on the Hello Mornings email list, go to hellomornings.org and get on that email list because I'm going to be revealing that book cover soon. But the process this year of incorporating book writing into my already crazy schedule was just insane. And so that's why I brought Carrie on board because I so needed the help and the wisdom that she offers as a life coach. She's been doing this for years, and she honestly helped me stay sane and make wiser choices and stay focused on what is most important this past year. And I thought she'd be the perfect guest to help us learn how to get back on track with our mornings when life gets crazy, and also how to simply start well. How can we build or add on to our morning routine the right way, in the way that's going to stick with us? So I'm so excited to share Carrie with you this morning. So let's get started on today's episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. Carrie Bailey, thank you so much for being on the Hello Mornings podcast. You are welcome. Thanks for having me, Kat. So you are a life coach. I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about what that is and a little bit about you and your family. Sure. So a life coach, uh, I, I always say it helps people who feel stuck in mm-hmm. any way. So any anytime you feel stuck, a life coach can come in and help move you from stuck to unstuck. Do you use a and, whistle? Uh, right? No, I don't. <laughs> I know no whistles. Um, no, none of that. <laughs> no referee jackets, any of that kind of stuff going on. And I really, I specialize in women who are craving abundant life because I feel like women can tend to get caught up in just the things of this world, things of culture, and we forget what it looks like to live the abundant life that God designed us for. And so really helping women unpack what it looks like to kind of get back to living a life of joy and abundance and um, in the way that God designed us to live. So that's a little bit, a little bit about coaching there. Um, Family-wise, I am a wife. I'm a mom. I always remind myself I'm a child of God first so that I don't get things all mixed up and turned around. And I am a Texas girl like you, Kat, but I moved to Arizona when I was out of college, lived there for 17 years, and now I am a newbie in Denver, Colorado. So I went from desert to cold, and thankfully (laughs) we've had a really mild winter, so I am been grateful for that. They're breaking you in. That's right. I do love to ski. So that has been fun. I snowboarded. Is that how you say it? Snowboarded? Is that the past tense of snowboarding? Um, uh, This past year. And I realized that's really not something that a 41-year-old should try for the first time. (laughs) Um, Okay. So today we're talking about how do we start well? How do we, you you know, like somebody who comes to you uh, and and Mm -hmm. wants change in their life. How do we even start that? We're like, I know something is up, but how do I how do I begin that process? Because I know our tendency is we realize and we want change, like we want a new morning routine once we've hit bottom, you know, and so then we get all drastic and we're like, I'm just going to transform everything. I'm going to mm-hmm. make this massive transformation. And that doesn't always work out well. So right. as you've helped women over the years, how do we start well? 
Right. And you, um, you and Heather referred to this in one of the first episodes and did a great job and I'll, I'll just bring us back to a reminder of it, but it's to know your why, Mm -hmm. uh, know your why, because if your why isn't valuable enough to you, then you're not going to pursue it. And so it really has to be something of great value and importance to you for you to be interested in even making a change. Uh, and so that would be the first thing we have to do is kind of know our why. And then after that, it would really be about um, having a, a singular focus, um, starting with a singular focus rather than trying to do all of it at once. So rather than trying to read your Bible, become a journal- journaler, become a prayer warrior, um, you know, all of these great spiritual things, you know, have every single spiritual discipline in the world added to your life, pick one singular place to start uh, and go there so that you can get yourself a win. Okay. So I have two questions for you. Um, yes. I'm going to start with one because it's the most is closest to what you just said. So in Hello Mornings, we do this thing called the three minute morning because I, mm-hmm. I agree on the singular focus. And so what we've decided to focus on is the actual habit of, mm-hmm. you know, one minute just studying uh, Psalm 143.8 and just focusing on that verse and just praying that verse and, and letting it come from the sincerity of your heart and then looking at our calendar and then drinking mm-hmm. a glass of water. Do mm-hmm. you, what would you say to that? Do you think that kind of breaks the singular focus thing or is focusing on building those habits because the heart behind it is that we want women to be able to identify and say, I am a woman who can meet with Jesus every single day. I am a woman who can be intentional every single day. And I'm a woman who can make a healthy choice every single day. But again, we're looking at three different things just wrapped up into one. How does that all fit together? Right. So there's two, to me, there's two pieces of that. I was over here taking notes. So there's the habit piece that you talked about. Um, and that, that goes into, you, you know, we're not going to get scientific on everybody here, but that no, goes no, into go, the, get scientific. scientific. <laughs> the brain, like the actual piece of the brain that develops a habit and knowing that if we're trying to create a new habit, that is incredibly difficult. And so just to know that, uh, to know that your brain has wired itself, you know, up until let's say if, if you are brand new to all of this and you're saying even reading a scripture and drinking a glass of water, you know, all of those three things are totally foreign and new to you, then your brain is currently very confused by these new actions. And so please know that what you're trying to do feels hard because it actually is hard. And so to give yourself, um, you know, a lot of times just knowing that helps us to not feel like a failure if we're not hitting each of those places every single day. So that would be the first thing I would say is know that establishing new habits are really difficult. Um, but it is possible. And so when we think about the way scientists work, you know, you think about the whole, you hear about the mouse and the cheese and all of that kind of stuff and how they train mice to go after, go into a certain little hole by dangling cheese in front of them. The same thing is true about us. And so we have to dangle a new, I call them cues in front of ourselves if we're going to establish new habits. And so Kat, what you're saying is these are your three cues in order to be able to create 
create a new way of being intentional about your mornings. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I say, yes, like, amen. That's, that's what we need is they need these three cues to kind of get their brain focused in an, in a new direction. Um, for me, if somebody is saying like, you know, oftentimes what I get a call about is I, I want powerful, intentional, um, God time. And I don't feel like I know how. And so then we are starting off at square one, you know, just going, okay, well, how, how have you had God time? That's been great in the past. What has that looked like? And kind of really exploring that again, if somebody's brand new, um, I'm going to explore their childhood, where are their places that they found joy? It might be in nature. It might be through art. It might be through music. It might be through reading. And once I'm able able to identify one of those natural places where they experience joy, then I'm going to focus in there and say, okay, let's learn to get to know God that way. Um, and then, you know, if, if they're a nature person, then it might be weeks before we add in, months before we add in the actual scripture reading, because my goal is to just get them reconnected with God in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's, that was a lot. No, there. that's that's so good. So I think that's why after years of helping people with their morning routines, we used to have, um, you know, we'd have a, a big Bible study and then we'd, you know, offer a lot of different fitness advice or planning stuff. And it just felt overwhelming to people. So we boiled it down to that three minute morning and then we do a 30 day challenge for it. And it, you know, initially people are like, oh, that feels a little silly. It's just three minutes, but it's actually... Mm-hmm. It's actually a challenge to yeah. to build those habits and make those a daily part of your life. And once you have that foundation, mm-hmm. then you can, like you said, have that singular focus of what do I want to build on first, which probably for most people is going to be their God time because that's just core to everything. Um, and so then once they do that, then they can have that three minute morning, build on that. And then if a morning gets crazy and they can't do their, you know, God time thing that they're trying to grow, they still have their three minute morning. They're still connecting with Jesus in the morning and they don't have to feel like, you know, they failed or whatnot. So in that, in the process of that singular focus, um, how, how do you encourage people to stay focused on that one thing and to start growing it? Because it can feel overwhelming. You, You, there are entire industries about, Bible study and planning and fitness, where do people start? Mm -hmm. You know, again, I think you have to go with what works for you and not, uh, and what works for you in the season they're in is key as well. Because I've gone through seasons where um, If Equips and She Reads Truth, which are apps that I can get on my phone, those have been what I needed because I needed something on the go. Uh, I needed something when I was in my car, you know, those kinds of things. Right now I'm in a season where I'm actually attending, you know, a Bible study on Thursdays with women. And so I'm guided through scripture there. We're in, we're in the book of Philippians. We did James for most of the year. Uh, so that's my current season. Uh, I've been in seasons where I get on Pinterest and I find, you know, a Bible reading plan and I just go from there. And so really it's about determining what is my need, how much time 
do I actually have? Uh, and then what is it that's out there that can be applied to it? So I would say if you are a mom of a newborn and a two-year-old, um, locking into a Bible study that's going to require an hour and a half study from you every day is not realistic. And you're going to set yourself up to fail. Um, being able to do, you know, two to three verses a day and get through a book in the Bible would be a huge victory. You know, if you were to pick a book like Philippians, which is only four chapters, you could get through it in a month probably and feel like, wow, I read an entire book of the Bible and I have these little ones that I'm, you know, juggling kind of thing. Uh, I have a mom who she has, she's kind of got that, that basic age range right there. And she realized she was trying to get it in the mornings. Um, so that was her goal, but they were waking up and it kept getting kind of discombobulated. And so to be able to just simply go to like a U version Bible app on your phone and know that there's a verse of the day and that that could carry her through the morning until she got to kind of that afternoon nap time and she could really sit down and do some reading. So for me, it's about saying, what is it that works for this season that you're in? Evaluate your season and then pick from there. I love that. So I, I will second that version app. Well, actually, I'm trying to remember. The version app is great because I think you can set it to pop up the verse of the day on your home screen. But I also use one called Fighter Verses, and I think that's actually the one that pops up on my phone. Um, there's an app called Fighter Verses, and it pops up the verse of the day. And I love that when I wake up in the morning, there may be a bajillion emails, there may be text messages and whatever, but the first mm -hmm. thing that pops up is that Bible verse, which just, I don't know, it's that trigger or that cue, like you said, that's going to yep. remind me, hey, this is how I start my day. Let's turn the phone off. For now. Uh, one other thing that I heard Jill Briscoe share, which by the way, I'm sort of obsessed with her. She is, I think, in her 80s, and I'd never heard of her before, but she spoke at the If Gathering and I watched it online. I actually don't think I watched a whole bunch of the If Gathering, but for some reason I was able to tune in to her section of it, and she was amazing. And I, I actually halfway decided that if I ever host a conference, I'm only going to invite women 80 and above. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> because she was just, oh, she blew me away. Anyway, she, one thing that she said is, do you have a reading plan? So the thing that I got from it, she didn't go super in depth, but the idea was just what is the thing that you always go back to? There might be a Bible study that you go to. You're talking about the different seasons. Um, but like I ended up buying a little, it's actually a bookmark that I just got at the mm. Christian bookstore and it just lists all of the books of the Bible. And so I just kind of am going through and as I have a few minutes or whatever, I'll just read and then I'll just check it off. And it doesn't feel stressful. It's not like a big plan of what I need to do each day. But it's something for me to always go back to. If I'm not in the in the middle of a study, if I'm not in the middle of something else, I can always go back to that. Or I also like to write out scripture. And so I can always go back to that. And I think it's probably really important too to know your season, but then also to have that foundational thing that isn't structured and doesn't necessarily have a timeline that you can always go back to because you might be like right now you said you're in the season of being able to go to a Bible study, but mm -hmm. then, you know, life could change, whatever you know, hits summer hits and they don't do the Bible study anymore. It's so, I think, helpful to have the thing to go back to. 
when seasons right. change. Yeah. Your backup. I call it my backup. Your backup. And, yeah. And I have, because you're right, we're going to, we're going to turn off the Bible study this summer. And so my backup is really old little book, but I'll just mention it. It's called Checklist for Life for Women. Um, and again, probably like 15, 20 years old. But what I love about it is it's kind of like what you just referred to. Like, it's like, hey, read the scripture. Hey, here's some action ideas off of this. Um, and here's some, you know, kind of quotes, inspiration kind of thing off of it. And it takes me a very short amount of time. But if I'm in a place where I can push myself out on it, then I let myself do that. Let myself, you know, respond via the journal afterwards. Or if my kids are kind of like itching to get outside and get to a park, I feel like I've still got God's word in me. I can meditate it on it on the walk or, you know, wherever throughout my day. So it's that launch pad. Right. That's a good you. word. Yeah. Okay. So let's say somebody gets started. They figured mm-hmm. out kind of what works for their season, but then they have a setback and then they feel really, really guilty about that. Mm. And I don't know about you. Maybe you have it all figured out because you're a life coach. <laughs> no. But. <laughs> But a lot of times when I mess up, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can get yeah. started again. I'm I'm behind now. Or how do we deal with that guilt when we sort of started well, but then we feel that guilt? How do we mm. get back on track? Well, for me, I have to acknowledge that the guilt is a lie from the enemy. Like the enemy is simply trying to keep me from getting back into my consistent relationship with God. And so to just acknowledge that for what it is, guilt is not from God. Uh, And so then to be able to say like, you know, God, and I, I feel like I say this all the time to moms of newborns is nowhere in scripture does it say you need to read, you know, three chapters a day and journal and do this and do that. Like that's just not in scripture. It simply says God desires to be in relationship with us. And so what does it look like to be in relationship in this day? You know, we've we've sort of rattled off various options for the scripture reading um, in which you can be in relationship with God. But what does it look like to be in relationship through music? through prayer, through friendship. Um, You know, there's just so many ways that we can do relationship with God. And I've really trained myself um, to be in prayer throughout my day by associating prayer with the daily tasks that I do. So when I'm washing dishes, I'm also praying for my kids. When I'm doing laundry, I'm praying for women that are stuck in, you you know, um, the... And I can't find the word for it right now, but when they're in textile slavery, you know, over in India or these places where they're kind of trafficking. Yes. Thank you for the word. Um, And so when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm praying for African water wells. When I'm in a shower, I'm praying for people who need salvation. And so really just finding the way that I can be in relationship with God all throughout my day. That is such a great idea. Associated prayer. Is that what you called it? Or did you, or did you just say that? Yeah, I, I, I don't really have a name for it, but I've, I've associated prayer with different daily tasks so that I don't feel like I'm not praying enough because I think that's Mm -hmm. another place we put guilt on ourselves. People say, I don't have enough time to pray. Uh, 
And rather than thinking of prayer as a constant all day conversation, we think of it, you know, it can only happen in sit down, intentional, you know, one hour on my knees kind of thing. Right. You know, and I think that comes back to kind of the heart of Hello Mornings as well, that, you know, we talk about God, plan, move, and we really see those as a united thing, that when we plan, we're not shifting away from our God time, we're bringing are planning into our God's time. We're saying, okay, God, what what's on your heart for today? Who do you want me to encourage? Who do you want me to speak to? How can I live today well for your glory? And then when we move to, to fitness, we're not saying, okay, I'm going to go exercise so I can fit into a size whatever. We're saying, mm-hmm. how can I build my energy so that I have the energy to do what you've called me to with excellence and joy? And, and mm-hmm. I've been reading this book called, I think it's called Practicing the Presence of God Yes, by Brother Bro- Lawrence. Brother Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And it's this tiny little book, but kind of like Mere Christianity, which is also not a very thick book, it takes rereading each page several times for my little brain to fully, you know, grasp everything. This book was also written, I think, like several hundred years ago, if I remember it correctly. Yes. And it's so good. It's basically about how this man who was who was a monk, you know, which don't don't completely just shut yourself out from that. Well, that's easy for a monk to practice the presence of God. Um, or was he even a monk? He, he lived in a yes. monastery. Okay, he was a monk. Um, mm-hmm. And so just about how he really practiced the presence of God in the midst of kitchen duty, in the midst of whatever, trying to live a life where he remained in the presence of God as much as possible. And it's been very, very eye-opening. And it's also honestly really neat to read a book, a faith-based book from so many years ago, because a lot of times I read current books and it's just filtered so much through culture and through current circumstances. And so it's neat to see what are the truths and the foundational things that have lasted over the years in the way that we practice our faith. And um, anyway, I, I've just really enjoyed it. So I, I, I recommend it. It's a really little book. I actually just keep it in the car for the, the pickup line. Um, and so, yeah, totally recommend that. And I love the way that you've done that, Carrie, with the idea of associated prayer. Well, and I'll just throw this in there. Um, there's a modern, like an updated version of of practicing the presence of God if somebody's not a fan of reading the old language. And it's called uh, God is Here, oh. connect, Connecting with Him in Everyday Life, Steve Case. Uh, and again, it's a, it's an older book, but it literally takes practicing the presence of God. It's kind of like the message version of the Bible. <laughs> um, it takes that book and just puts it into modern day language. So, Well, that would have been easier for me. Is there a... <laughs> Is there a modern day version of mere Christianity? Because I'm, I absolutely love it, but I am so trudging through it. I feel like every day I have to reread what I read before because it's just so rich. You don't know of a message version? I don't of that one, know. Do I don't know okay. that. Um, awesome. Okay, so I love how you said also that guilt is a lie because I just feel like that's such the thing that stops people from moving forward. So let's say that I've been meeting with God every morning. I've been planning, or you know running or working out or whatever. And and I do stop and I feel that guilt and I'm able to identify, okay, wait, no, I'm feeling guilty, but guilt is a lie. Where mm-hmm. do I get back on the train? You know, mm-hmm. where do I, do I just start where I had left off or do I start a little bit farther back? How does, how does it work to get back on track? Right. I, you know, I'll relate this to my just struggle or my journey in kind of the, the health world. Uh, and so I, 
Cat knows like the past three months, I've been tracking my food again, not, not for any goal of being, you know, the weight I was in high school, but simply to be aware of what I'm putting inside of my temple. Like that has been my whole goal for tracking my food. And it's made me brilliantly aware of, of where I get off track. Uh, and it's been awesome, but I had a few days where I didn't track and it really quickly in my brain, I went through that guilt phase. Like I was like, Oh, you failed again. And then I went through the like, okay, we can get back on. Come on, let's go. Like we can start logging again and we can start seeing it. Tell me like you've had a three day streak, right? Like that's what I was looking (laughs) for was that affirmation that comes from it. And so it really was for me revisiting. I went back, revisited my why, uh, because that was important to draw me back in. And there was a piece of me that had to go, you know what, Carrie, you're learning what foods are good foods and not like to remind myself, how have I grown through this process and why does this actually have value to me to get back into, you know, tracking my food again? And so for me, it was revisiting my why, reminding myself how I've learned, how I've grown during the 40 plus days that I did get it in. And so why this actually is valuable to get back there. And so I did, you know, in this instance, I did just pick back up right where I left off and got back on the train. Uh, and f- so for you, I would go, if, if you find yourself in this scenario, I would revisit Kat's cues um, that she set up for you and then go back to something that's familiar to you. If you love Romans, head back to Romans. If there's a reading plan out there, you know, that that somebody else created that you really kind of drew you into God, go back there, kind of reestablish that routine again, and then keep on trucking. I, I think what you hit on there is just brilliant because the whole idea is kind of we have this momentum and we're moving forward and then we miss a day for one reason or the other and the guilt hits us and it is the biggest demotivator of all Mm -hmm. to have that guilt but then you said so to get back on track we revisit our why which was our original motivation Mm -hmm. and then how have i learned and how have i grown which i just think is it's like the next level of why not only do i know why i'm doing this but i can see the change that it's made i can see Mm -hmm. the impact that it's made it wasn't for nothing even though it was hard it wasn't for nothing and that i think gives us that internal motivation to just jump back on the train. It's like if I'm picturing somebody jumping on a train like the old in the old movies, I'm picturing revisiting your why and reevaluating how you've grown and what you've learned is like that running alongside the train that you need to just leap on. Um, I love it. That's so good. Yeah. Um, All right. Carrie, go go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say with that, I think it's, you know, if somebody, if this is their first kind of jumping in point and we're talking about establishing your why, I would recommend writing out that why on a note card or someplace that's not going to get lost in some, you know, journal that you might have. And then you're kind of having to scramble, but it needs to be something that you can access very quickly. And maybe I'm just thinking out loud, but let's say if you have your why on a note card, you can use that opposite side to be able to you know, when you realize like, oh, wow, I'm growing, I'm learning, just jot those notes down on the back of that note card. So again, it's just a really quick grab if you find yourself off track. So good. You know, we also have a, um, what's it called? A lock screen for Hello Mornings that has that 
Psalm 143.8 verse on it. And I think one thing that I've seen my kids do is you could even jot that down. You could jot that down on the note card and then take a picture of it. And then you could make one your wallpaper and one your lock screen if you're just really needing that motivation super accessible and and, and something that you see on a consistent basis. You, you mentioned an app about seeing that you have three streaks in a row. Is there an app mm-hmm. that you use? I think we need to invent one, Kat. I really oh. do. I think we need to invent one. I thought one. you were going to have some magical unicorn thing for I me. don't. I okay. don't. Bummer. Um, all right. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think this is such great information for people just getting starting with their morning routine. And then also for so many of us who get sick or who travel or whatever for one reason or another kind of fall off track and need to know how to get back going again. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. You are welcome. Y'all, I told you, Carrie Bailey is amazing. I hope that you got so much from what she shared today, and I hope that you apply it when life gets crazy, when you get off track, or as you're trying to build your morning routine. Now, I want to let you know that if you want any of our free resources, we have tons of Bible reading plans. We have 30-day trackers as you're trying to build your morning habit. We have prayer calendars and all kinds of stuff. Just head over to hellomornings.org and we'll get you set up. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com.